Hey DCL fans, it's Wes. If you're thinking about taking a Disney cruise vacation, consider booking your trip with us. We are independent travel agents affiliated with Mickey World Travel, a platinum Disney earmarked agency. Not only can we answer all your questions and help you with all the planning details, but we'll give you some onboard credit up to $1,000 to spend on your trip. That's free money to spend on whatever you want just for booking with us. Spa treatments, port adventures, merchandise, adult dining experiences. You're going to pay the same whether you book directly with Disney or with a travel agent, so you might as well get some extra spending money to take with you. If you're interested, send us an email at wes at mickeyworldtravel.com. And now, on to the show. Welcome to episode number 74 of the DCL Dude Podcast. My name is Wes, and uh, it's after <laughs> after months of, of sad and depressing information related to the Disney Cruise Line, we finally got some some fun news at the end of last week when uh, when the release of the 2021 fall with the excuse me with the release of the fall 2021 itineraries. Uh, I did a bonus episode covering all the new cruises, so be sure and go give that a listen so you can get all caught up on those. Uh, opening day bookings are going on as of the time you're hearing this episode, so if you're thinking about cruising in the fall next year, uh, be sure to go and lock in your rate now because prices for those cruises will only go up uh, from here, uh, so go check those out. Moving to today's episode, I have a very special guest joining me for uh, who, who I've been really excited to talk about uh, talk to. Uh, his name is Riley, and he is a Disney Cruise Youth Activities Counselor. He and I met on our last cruise during uh, an open house in the Oceaneer Club. I I think I had my my podcast shirt on, maybe, and and, uh, and he asked me about it, and we we got to chatting for a while and had a really good conversation. Uh, and I told him that he was welcome to come on my show anytime. Uh, and now we have the chance to chat again. So I'm really excited to do this. So hello, Riley. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Hi, pleasure to be here. <laughs> How have you been? What's what's uh, what's quarantine life been like for you? Uh, it was it was a little surprising getting back into the country. You know, I wasn't really asked a whole lot of questions coming through the airport and stuff. But uh, um, I, I did everything that I had to, and it was it was really quiet. But in Canada, at least in this area, we we're kind of in like our phase three, so mm. you can have groups of up to a hundred people now. Uh, you know, things most things are open again, but uh, they're still. Uh, they just came out last week that you have to wear a mask in a public place. Oh, okay. Um, whereas before, it was it was fine as long as you were kind of doing that social distancing. Yeah, but I gotcha. I I think we're on the right path as sure. long as kind of everyone sticks to it. Yeah, yeah, and so you've been able to get out and socialize at least a little, you know, to some extent. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's good. Because <laughs> I know for me, when we were, you know, cooped up in the house for a long period of time, that was that was the worst thing ever. You know, I, I'm a social person and I need to be around people and talk to people. And <laughs> so, it's, yeah. you know, it's hard when you, it's just your, you know, <laughs> you see the same four people all the time every day. So. It was definitely an adjustment. Uh, for sure, a big <laughs> adjustment. That's right. Um, so I want to get into you know just kind of your uh, your experiences with with Disney Cruise Line. So when did you first start working for Disney Cruise Line? 
Uh, it's, it's well over quarantine. I've hit my year mark. I think it was June 8th of last okay. year. That's it. Nice. I started. So is that one contract then? No. So I, my first contract was from June, I, I, again, the 8th, I think, until September 25th. Okay. Yeah. So they're usually about three and a half, four and a half months long. Yeah. Uh, and you get about six weeks off in between. Okay. So my second contract is when we met. I started that, I think, November 10th. And I was there until March 19th. <clears throat> okay. And did you finish that contract? Like, was that the end of it or? Yeah. So the, oh, okay. the last cruise that we had with guests on board was March 14th, I believe. So there was a, a five-day period in between where um, we had nobody on board. So uh, like the staff and I, we were just kind of cleaning and uh, team builders and kind of discussing the yeah. world's events and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so, have you been on the Magic both times? I have. Uh, I was told in the interview process because in Canada we have a separate recruiting agency. Oh, okay. Um, so they told me that uh, typically new hires go to the Dream or the Fantasy just because it's a bigger ship yeah. and there's more going on and stuff. And it was it was definitely a unique process because when I was told. I was I was told my embarkation port, which was Barcelona, and I was I was reading through it, and I was like, I'm very very familiar with the states and kind of cities, and stuff, but I'm yeah. I'm pretty sure that there's not a Barcelona that I don't know about. <clears throat> so I I found out that I was going to the Magic, and that's funny. I I thought that I was going to be in Spain, Italy, France for my entire contract, yeah. and I had I had met another Canadian once we got to Spain. And he had said to me, like, you have no idea what's going on, do you? And I was like, well, yeah, like we're doing repeating seven-day cruises, are we not? And he's like, no. And I got the whole itinerary then, and it changed my life. Oh, wow. So you didn't, you didn't, you know, realize the itineraries until you got over there? Not until my first day in Barcelona. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, and I... We probably, probably, I probably would have asked you this sometime later, but, um, like, did you get to, in, you know, see Europe while you were there? Because I know, I know you guys, I know the cast members, you know, work a lot when they're on the on the ships. But did you, you know, did you get a, have a chance to get out and explore the different cities that you visited? Definitely, yeah. So whenever I'm not working, I I have the ability to get off the ship. I just kind of have to. Um, take into consideration the time frames. So, yeah. like, I I obviously kind of pace myself to be there like a couple hours before sure. I start work, or and just have that time frame. But uh, over in Europe, um, things are a, generally a little more quiet, mm. <clears throat> which I can I can see now. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I did, and when port adventures happen in Europe, they don't necessarily have the full staff. Or sometimes there's just so many things going on that they that we ask we're asked to help. So oh no way. So on a port adventure in Marseille in France, uh, I did a glacier hike in Norway and oh wow, did the Hermitage Museum in Russia. That's awesome, really cool. So what was your what was your favorite uh, port of call in Europe? Can you pick oh, one? Oh, <laughs> uh, there was you know Iceland was was really really big on my list okay. for a long time. And yep. getting there was amazing, and but I everything that I've I've seen so far and the discussions that I've had about it, I have to say that Norway was extravagant. It yeah. was, you know, the the glacier hike and stuff. I was walking 
past waterfalls. I, when we got to the glacier, there was a lake fed by glacier water oh. where you just kind of like fill your water bottle and stuff. And the the views and everything is so green. And then even going to Oslo, I <clears throat> being a capital city, it, I felt incredibly safe. And yeah, okay. you didn't see a lot of police around. And if you did, they were on horseback. It was just, it was such a different lifestyle. Wow, yeah really really enjoyable that's awesome it's and it's funny you say that because norway is probably if not the top it's the number two like d- cruise destination with disney that i want to visit next I, I just the pictures that i've seen are just you know stunning and i that's that's a place i'm dying to go um to go visit do you remember which uh city or town that was in that you did the what the glacier hike that one was in i think it was in olden norway oh, okay. yeah um but there, we went to another port called Gering, Geringer. That, yes, Geringer. that's the one I want to visit. <clears throat> that was incredible. But I don't know that the ships will be sailing there I, for a long I time. Know. I, I it's, it's, I'm very upset about that because that was like <laughs> the one place that I really wanted to go in Europe. And so I'm hoping that they visit it again. I think it's uh, it was more Norway's call, which is fair. They oh, like really? to keep clean and stuff. Yeah, gotcha. so they're kind of limiting the... That makes sense the maritime traffic and yeah, stuff yeah yeah i mean it's it seems like it's a very secluded little like quaint town you it, know it really was it's to my what i was told as well it was where frozen was based that, off of. yes i've heard that the city of arendelle is uh, so we is based my friends and i woke up at i think 4 30 in the morning or something and we watched sailing through the fjords and it was just incredible that's so cool ah I'm so jealous. I, that mm, I really hope that Disney Cruise Line goes back there because, or I guess I should say Norway allows them to go back because that's that's a place I really want to visit. Mm-hmm. Um, that's awesome. Now, now I'm all thrown off because I, now you have me thinking about European <laughs> cruises. So, um, but I want to I want to like get a little background on you. So, have you always been a Disney fan? I guess what what made you want to be a Disney Cruise cast member? I've I've always been a huge fan of Disney. I remember, you know, being babysat by my grandmother as a child growing up. I would watch Disney movies over and over and over again, and nice. um, it's it's just stuck with me. You know, like there's yeah. a, a nostalgic feeling to it, but at the same time, like you can see it go so far with like the Marvel advancements and the Star Wars advancements right. and stuff. It's incredible. Um, <clears throat> I. I was working on the West Coast when I got the the job with Disney, and I've I've always worked with kids for as long as I can remember. I started oh, okay. at 15 uh, teaching swimming lessons. I did that for about nine years as like a lifeguard swim instructor, um, and that and I went to college for early childhood education. So um, when I was in BC, I was just kind of at like an in between stage uh, in my life, and I was working at this this small town 400 people at this hot springs resort um and i had a friend recommend working on cruises so i said uh in canada when i applied i was the website i used was called castaway which is kind of funny because that's the name of the island as well um but it, it was like an outside recruiting agency and um as an applicant i was told that i was kind of applying to every cruise line that they were oh really okay of consider it or in pairs with yeah, um, yeah and when i got the email back the the lady that i was working with her name was nicola i think was like well we only have disney with openings right now is that okay with you and it, <laughs> like, my heart skipped a beat I, yeah. yes like let's do it yeah. i 
had interviews like the day after with uh, the recruiting agency yeah. and they had to figure out if I was a good fit and pass me on. And, um, it, you know, after five minutes of research of the cruise line itself, I instantly wanted to be a nice, cast member. Nice. Opportunity. That's awesome. So how long was it between like the interview and, you know, <laughs> we want it, we, you know, we want you to come out to do training. So I applied a Monday night, the following Tuesday, or the deck next day, sorry, I was told um, that they'd like to do an interview. So we did. She was in Australia at the time. So oh, wow. schedules weren't necessarily the same. So I was like, she was like, I can do Wednesday, Thursday, which would you like? And I was like, oh, I, I work both of those times in your time zone. <clears throat> and she said, get on Skype right now. <laughs> <laughs> I got on Skype, had that interview, and then I had another interview on the Friday. Uh, before I was told that I was moving forward with the process. So <clears throat> I live in Ontario. I was working in British Columbia, which is like kind of right above California yeah. for anyone who doesn't know. Um, so I let my manager know at the resort. Uh, I was going home. I had to get stuff. So it was about six weeks, pretty close to six weeks before I was on a plane to okay. Europe. Wow. Mm -hmm. Crazy. So what, I mean, what was the training process like? Because I imagine there's different, obviously there's different, uh, training programs depending on what you're going to be doing. Um, right. so, you know, how was, how did you like the training process and was it, you know, was it challenging? Was it difficult? Um, you know, just talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, so speaking for myself in that it was, it was really, really thorough and it was really, really helpful because yeah. obviously going into the field having no kind of experience working on ships and um and even in the interview process the people that i talked to they kind of reassured you throughout the process as well saying like you know you're going to be working with kids are you comfortable with that like your yeah. hours are going to be this um and so when i got to barcelona we did a couple days of training on land while we waited for the ship to get there um and then once I got onto the ship, I did about another, I would say probably at least 100 hours of training, oh, wow. if not more. And it's, you know, because there's there's so much to take into consideration. And, uh, you know, as I said, being completely new to this, I, I wanted to learn everything. And the group that I was with was, um, <clears throat> we were all kind of first timers to that. So everyone was asking questions. And and they were, had an answer to everything, which was amazing because I like to have all of the information. Yeah, sure. Yep. Yeah. That um, makes sense. So it was, it was very, very guided and it was very, very helpful. I'm really appreciative of it because I, going into work, I feel like I was ready. You were ready. That's <clears> good. And I and I would imagine you probably work with people who are relatively experienced too, right? Yes. So you can you know ask for yes. help from them if you need it or whatever did about our, our human resources training and then once i wasn't just thrown into kind of the oceaneer club and lab i had a trainer that i i worked with gotcha. and kind of shadowed just so i could see all the programs and i could kind of see what it was about and you know then i had someone that had been in the field for so long that could answer my questions and i could always go to my leaders and my managers and yeah so, cool yeah. so are you are you planning to go back whenever that may be they just need to tell me the day, and I'm ready. <laughs> <You're there. laughs> yeah. How does it How does it work with contracts? I mean, is it when yours ends? Do you you know Do you automatically have the choice to renew, or is it you know if they need somebody or how? Do, 
Is it basically is it your decision whether you want to come back or not? So you are given your like when you embark, you're given your start date and your end date. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and before you finish your contract, obviously you have um, the chance to throughout your entire contract. Really, you can talk to your managers and stuff. Gotcha. And um, but you you are aware of when your next contract would start, so okay. that you can plan for it and then. Uh, what had happened is I had switched with someone. So I was originally supposed to come home on the 14th of March, but then I swapped with a friend of mine because she had to to catch a flight to Australia to to do something. And so as long as it there's there's laws about how long you can be at sea for as well. So oh okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, so there's something called MLC, which I think is is Maritime Labor Convention oh, or yeah. something around that. And so you can only be at sea as an employee for I think the maximum is eight months okay. or so. Um, so you know, having half of that gives you a lot of flexibility with when you can come back, how long you can work for, and and those extensions or shortenings as well. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. So what are I mean, what are some of the things that you enjoy about being a youth activities counselor? I I love it all. It's it's so much fun, you know. And I ex- I didn't expect anything less coming into Disney, but you know, the, the first couple of weeks learning it all was so much fun because I I'm instantly immersed in it. And I get I get the question a lot if it's it too much Disney. Yeah. And it's uh, personally I can never have enough Disney, but <laughs> nice. you can definitely you know take a step back from it as well, and then just have the kind of cruise experience as well if you wanted to. I think my my favorite part about the role <clears throat> and in my life has been kind of getting to know people's stories and yeah. and you know kids have the best stories ever yeah. and and then getting to interact in those open house periods with people like you and getting to you know kind of making it to here is is just incredible yeah. so That's awesome. I do you one thing I always always wonder when i you know talk to the youth activities counselors i mean do, <laughs> do you ever get burnt out i mean i'm a i'm a parent of two mm-hmm. and I, i'm usually burnt out by like lunchtime so you know i can't imagine having to be you know on the clock for 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 that many hours and 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 just n- being able to just you know have a have a good attitude the whole time and and uh and be positive i mean do do you feel like you ever get burnt out um, when I'm at work, I'm usually so engaged that I, I don't even like, I don't necessarily stop what I'm doing yeah. and think oh, that's like, awesome. that's exhausting, but, yeah. uh, you know, there's, there's definitely the opportunity to catch up on sleep if you need to. Okay. Um, and, uh, I, I don't know if I've ever felt burnt out. I have, you know, I've been homesick at certain points okay. you know when, yeah, that you're, makes sense. when you're crossing the atlantic or something and you're, yeah. you're literally in the middle of nowhere <laughs> it's it's different yeah um, but you know every day is is something new so it's it's never the same thing over and over again you're always going to have um either different people in the space or you're going to have a different conversation and yeah so i i find it very difficult to to be burnt out cool that's awesome and i i mean Every every single interaction that I've ever had with a youth activities counselor, they've always been in a great mood. You know, they've been happy. You know, smiling. And kudos to you guys. I mean, it's it's awesome that you're able to to do that. And you know, the kids love it. And to be able to provide that, you know, that 
personality and 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 basically like get on their level and be able to interact with them i think is is really cool and it takes a it takes a special a special person to do that so um i think that's awesome do you do you have a favorite activity or a game that you sort of lead or instruct there's (laughs) there's so many um i think probably one of the coolest ones that i've been engaged in is is in europe season and it's the uh Friendship Rocks that goes on, oh, where yeah. you get to bring all of the kids to the Walt Disney Theater and they get to perform on the stage. Um, that program, you know, there's open houses, but a lot of the time, open houses when we're in ports, because obviously uh, a lot of people will get off the ship and they'll go enjoy things. So it's uh, it's a good opportunity and it's a really fun program where parents get to see like the fun that their kids are yeah. having. And, um, and, you know, the kids will can forget something that they did right at the very beginning <laughs> yeah. and then when they get picked up they're like did you have fun and they're like yeah and, <laughs> but the, the, they had so many things yeah, yeah. Where you can't necessarily explain it all oh that's so true because i mean every single day my son comes home from school and say, hey buddy did you have fun at school yeah what'd you do nothing well what'd you learn <laughs> i don't remember so yeah. you know I, that's a great point i think uh an activity like that where you get to see what's going on i think would be really cool so as a as a you know as a youth activities counselor who works with kids of you know these ages there's obviously on these ships there's basically two spots for them the the club and the lab do you work in both spots or do you, or is there a team for both places you know do you kind of rotate yeah so there's um a team for the oceaneer club and lab uh where we work in and then we have edge and vibe as well which is the 11 to 14 year old space and the right. 14 to 17 year old space um so i believe when i met you i think i was working in edge at the time which was with the 11 to 14 year olds however um with so much more going on in the ocean air club and lab where we kind of come down and someone oh, can wow. take our stairs and stuff and oh okay um, so, you know, we we kind of go all over the place, but there is specific teams for each spot so gotcha. that uh, your counselors are consistent. Yeah, um, okay. That makes but, sense. But, you know, programs like Cookies or Anyone Can Cook, where you've got 100-plus people. Right. In, <laughs> all hands on deck. A little bit more help. So yeah. you come down and... Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. But I my first contract, I was in the Oceaneer Club and Lab, and... Uh, um, you know, your your schedule varies every day so that you're not working the same times. And yeah. so you have, you have those opportunities to kind of go and explore or, you know, get the rest that you need. Yeah, so. okay. So given that you like working with all age groups, if you could choose which one you liked better, do you like sort of like the older teens, sort of the the middle-aged teens, if you will, or do you like the, you know, working with the younger age group? Oh, that's such a hard question. <laughs> well, and I'm sure it's hard because they they're all so different. So it kind of just depends on what you know your personal preference is. Yeah, I I do get that question a lot, especially uh, even from some of the older kids when I'm working with them. And I I honestly <laughs> don't know if I could pick one because yeah. each each group is so unique in its sure. own way. Because with the the younger children. Uh, from anywhere from three to twelve in the Ocean Air Club and Lab, you know they're always, always excited, and you know, kind of getting to that stage where they know you on a first name basis, yeah, and right. they'll they'll willingly choose to come hang out with you or, or just ask you to come play this game is always so fun, and 
<clears throat> I, <clears throat> sorry, I love working with little kids just because they bring so much energy to the table. And even yeah. if you are kind of having that off day, they bring you right back up. Sure. Um, working with older kids, so the vibe age kids, you know, 14 to 17 year olds, you are able to have more of a conversation with them. You know, you can, right, right. Uh, with the get activities that you do and stuff, you kind of get to be that, that mentor almost, you know, yeah. and it's, it's it's really good knowing after a cruise, like, you know, I've made an impact on this kid's life and, you know, maybe that they'll take something away from this because they're older and they've kind of got that understanding sure, and, yeah. um, or at least like a skill or something. <clears throat> and then the middle age, I, I loved my time in Edge as well. You know, there's it's the same thing of being that role model and, yeah. you know, they... And it's kind of that middle ground where, you know, you can have conversations with them as well about, like, um, their cruises and what they're going to do and stuff. And uh, But you, they've also got that energy as well. So when sure, we do, yeah. like, ship-wide events, they're pumped. They're ready to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're, probably, they're probably, like, the most go-with-the-flow group because you're right. They're still, like, kids, you know, have yeah. that young energy. But they're also – they've matured a little bit. So, you know, they can uh, they can do sort of – more more eight you know grown age appropriate things so um yeah that's probably uh i can see that i can see that being a fun group um so (laughs) this sounds like you've probably never even thought about this but if if you were to try a different job on board have you ever given a thought to what you know what what else you might want to try to do i Um, yes, uh, not because I don't, uh, I don't like my job. I yeah, love my job. It's my favorite thing. Yeah. Um, and I'm the type of person that if I were ever unhappy or uncomfortable with what I was doing, I wouldn't do it. But sure. you know, I, I didn't know how long I would be with Disney for it as uh, working on a cruise line. And now I can't imagine my life without it. Nice. So. Uh, but if I ever were to go into a different department, I would I wouldn't mind doing something uh, <clears throat> that had to do with the actual ship, you know, so that yeah. I was learning something about like the actual ship itself and like how things work yeah, that yeah. I don't know about. So right. something like that is always interesting, so that I have something to kind of take away uh, from each role. Yeah, <clears throat> that'd be cool. I I. I... <laughs> You always see people walking around. When you're walking around the ship, you sort of see people that, you know, you see uh, cast members more than once, and you're kind of like, oh, I've seen that person. He's, you know, he's uh, with the kids' clubs, or that person uh, is with, uh, you know, entertainment staff or whatever. But you'll see these other people that you have no idea what they're doing, and it's probably exactly that, you know, cruise ship operations or something. So uh, that would be cool. So one thing that, always absolutely fascinates me is just about you know i always wonder about life on board as a cast member or as a you know basically a quote-unquote employee of the ship um can you just tell us a little about a a little about life on board i mean you don't have to get into like the details uh secrets anything like that i just you know like what kinds of things do you like to do to pass the time when you're not you know on the clock um, and what kind of things can you do? I mean, are you are you restricted? You know, I just I just imagine there's this whole bustling community of you know cast members <laughs> happening kind of behind the scenes in places that we can't see. 
it is it is a lot to to think about and um i get asked a lot about that on the ship as well because there's i think there's 1100 of us on uh, yeah. the ship wow. that's yeah. so uh to kind of imagine where everybody goes when everyone's asleep and start <laughs> right. to process when you think you've, you've seen all. exactly um, we do have things like, you know, we have a lounge where my friends and I like to hang out and we, we'll play some cards and stuff. Or uh, when we're in port, usually we'll go to kind of that front area of the ship, which is crew use, um, which you can see from like deck, yeah, uh, yeah, okay. deck line where that, that pool is and stuff. Um, we'll go there and we'll FaceTime family or we'll we'll catch up with some friends and stuff. Um, yeah, so around that if we're not on off the ship kind of exploring something with our free time uh we definitely hang out it's it's very important to kind of stick together uh the team that i work with we call ourselves our own ohana because we've kind of gone through it all yeah and yeah we can always rely on each other so sure. you you bump into someone and you know we watch a movie or something or you know like talk about uh like books that we're reading and stuff so I've I've definitely watched plenty of Netflix in my spare time, uh, <laughs> yeah. but I've done a lot of adventuring as well. And there's like a gym, and so oh, so there's a there's a there's a uh, cast member gym. Yeah, we okay. have one that's just uh, that we can kind of go in quickly, work out, and then go back, shower, get ready for work, or gotcha. you know, end our night with a workout and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So. Do you ever do you ever hang out in public places? You know, I every once in a while I'll see cast members like on the pool deck and I was like, Hey, I know you, or I, I recognize you. Um, yes. or in like, you know, the lounges or the bars or anything like that. Um, yeah. So we do have privileges, uh, to like, if I wanted to go catch a movie, I, I'm willing to go catch a movie in the theater or, um, you know, if it's, if it's busy, then typically I'll kind of stay out of guest areas just because, I, it's there for the guests yeah, right, stuff, sure. you know, so I don't yeah. want to intervene on any of that um, but I've gone you know so like if you've ever been on a, a Christmas cruise or like a Marvel Day at Sea cruise then uh, the things that go on in the atrium and de- up on deck nine I go and watch those a lot just because it's it's such a show and fun. it's yeah, yeah. so amazing to yeah. see yeah so I definitely uh, have the opportunity even if i go like for a walk around deck four and just get some fresh air and stuff it's nice to do that sure yeah definitely somewhere. nice so you you sort of mentioned this earlier but you do you do you make close friends with people who are doing different jobs around the ship or do you really get the closest with the people that you work directly with i uh i would say that i'm closest within the youth activities team sure. um because it's you you see each other every day yeah Um, yeah there's you know there's about at least 50 of us on the youth activities team as well so it's it's a big group but like i said there's 1100 people on board so you do get to meet uh you know other cast members and i i'm really good friends with some engineers and i'm really good friends with people that work uh in maintenance and um, I've had the opportunity to meet some island staff as well. So um, that's awesome. And do you just meet in like common areas, or you know, just kind of all hanging out at the same time? Yeah. So either through like trainings when I I first got there or oh, something. Okay, yep. 
um yeah if we're at the gym and we run into someone it's always yeah i'm kind of the person that likes to say hi to someone because you never really know what kind of a day someone's gone through and to throw in yourself out there it's uh it's crazy and i i like i said i love stories so getting to know as many people as i can is is nice and i think it's nice uh you know, being known and knowing other people on yeah. the ship is so that when you're in passing and you, you say hi to someone by name, then it, it makes all the difference. It goes a long way, yeah. And it, I'm sure it's, I'm sure you talk about stories, it's, I'm sure it's cool, especially on a Disney cruise ship where there's people literally from all over the world. So you're going to have all kinds of different stories. Um, I, I think, so, yeah, the town that I work in, that I worked in as a swim instructor and stuff, I worked in for eight years. It's a town of 20,000 people. And then I went to university 18 hours north because it got to the point where I couldn't go anywhere without running into someone that I knew. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and even to the point where if I was out with my family, people would be like, hi, Riley, hi, oh. Riley. And they would look at me like, are you joking right now? <laughs> so 18 hours north, I wow. went to university in Thunder Bay, Ontario, and I lived down the hall from someone I went to high school with. So I moved to British Columbia, a four-day drive away, <laughs> and I worked with someone that I went to university with. No I, way. So I come to Disney, and my last contract, it was, I think it was just before Christmas, I ran into someone that I taught swimming lessons to <laughs> seven years ago. And what? It is such a small world. That is that I is get crazy. All of these people, but yeah. there's, you know, I <laughs> someone <laughs> find me. <laughs> that's amazing. Oh, that's crazy. So uh, this is probably a really tough question. Uh, so, what is the best part about living and working on a Disney cruise ship? What's the best thing about it? <clears throat> I think the best thing. Work-wise is kind of getting to to make those dreams come true, you know, create yeah. the magic for all those kids and stuff and running the – or even the adults as well, you know. Sure, yeah, was, for sure. I've seen many teary eyes and, you know, getting to to be a, play a part in that is an incredible feeling, you yeah, know, watching absolutely. those memories be made. Um, and, and on a personal side as well, I think <clears throat> I've always been interested in travel and I've done it and again since a very young age. I've gone to, to South America and most of the country as well. And seeing Europe and, and stuff is something I've always wanted to do. And I never thought that I would do it on the ocean. Sure, yeah. And there's, there's something really special about getting to say, like, I've sailed to these places i've sailed across the atlantic and uh and something about that is just really really fulfilling internally as well so i think that's one of my favorite things aside from the actual job itself is just is having all of these experiences at this point in my life where i'm not i'm not like at home working all the time i get to travel with my work and i get to experience it with all of these people yeah. and it's it's kind of like you're always traveling with friends so very cool was that your yeah. first time uh visiting europe it was nice so everywhere that i went we did 17 countries in total wow uh, excluding canada because there was a hurricane 
as we were sailing back across. So oh. <laughs> we had to divert yeah. our transatlantic straight to New York. But I, you know, I've been to Canada, obviously. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice, uh, good, good first way to to see Europe for sure. Definitely. So you can't ask what the best part is without asking what's the worst part about living and working on a Disney cruise ship. Right. Um, the worst part, I think maybe the worst part for me in, in regards to, to Europe season was time zones. Oh yeah. Kind of used to a sleep schedule. Sure, yeah. And that's very easy to do while we're in the Caribbean. Because <laughs> right. It's all the same time zone. Same. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, finding out that you're in a certain time zone and when you wake up the next day, you're going to be an hour <laughs> behind or an hour yeah. forward or something just yeah. throws you right off. Yeah. Like jet lag is a thing, but oh. <laughs> doing the transatlantic coming back was good because we went an hour backwards yeah, every day, yeah. which was amazing because it was like, whoo, like an extra hour of sleep. <laughs> yeah. I've yet to do the crossing to Europe and so I think that'll be something that kind of hits you hard is just throwing your sleep off schedule so quickly as well. Definitely. Yeah. Mm. So you, you were able to get off the ship, you know, relatively early, uh, all things considered once, you know, the, the coronavirus hit, were you ever officially, you know, quote unquote quarantined on board? Um, so, to my understanding, there was no cases on board yeah. uh, Magic. So, um, we did, as soon as we had that, that final cruise with guests on board, uh, we, or I kind of maintained those social distancing that was encouraged, um, obviously, because, you know, working on a cruise ship, it, there's not anywhere else to go when you're on the water. So, if germs spread, germs spread. Yeah, but, right. But uh, from my experience, we're so clean all the time. Yeah, we oh, always try and maintain like the the cleanliness, and it's it's a big part of my job as well to make sure that the spaces are clean and stuff. And and it's um, it's really nice to know that as well. And definitely, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think so. While I wasn't quarantined, um, in our own sense, we kind of were but not in like a negative light because we would always talk about you know like we don't have an understanding of what's going on in the world right, right now because right. us been on land to like these major cities and stuff sure we're in Miami and stuff but that hadn't COVID hadn't kind of progressed to the stage of that so once there was no guests on board and we have to to maintain those social distancing rules and uh, it it was different, but we were all kind of okay because we knew like we all had each other and like sure. we were in our own bubble person. Like, you know, it, it was, it's very difficult to get sick if nobody is sick. So. Yeah. Right. Right. And yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it's been crazy. Cause I know, you know, the repatriation effort has, has gone on a long time and, and some, mm -hmm. some of the, some of the crew members are, are, you know, just heading home right now. Um, which is pretty crazy. So, um, was that, I mean, was that just, was that just lucky for you that you were able to, you know, to get back home or was it, you know, strategic? Like how did, how, how did that work out? I think strategic is definitely the word to use for it. Yeah. When, uh, when I 
so the, ideally, if I not even ideally, when I was supposed to go home on the 14th was the last day that we had guests on board. So I was kind of in a gray area of what was going to happen yeah. because <clears throat> like I had said, nobody knew what was going on in the world per se. So it, I imagine that there had to be like a, a long chain of emails or communication to figure out what's going on. And um, the people that are in charge of that work so hard. So I'm, I'm very thankful to them as well. Uh, I was originally told that I would be going home on schedule. No, no problem. Like once we get to Miami, you'll get off the ship. So, you know, make sure all of your bags and stuff are, are packed. <clears throat> and then the day after it was, I was told, you know, maybe it, it's looking like you might have to stay on board okay. and okay with that. I'm like, I'm sure that something could have been done if I had been absolutely not okay with it. I, you know, I was in no rush to come home <laughs> right. by any means. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on land that was infected and stuff, yeah. but uh, I, I was happy to make it as easy as possible for them. So if they wanted to keep me on board, you can keep me on board. I'm happy to be there. Like, um, I will do whatever is asked, whatever is easiest. Um, <clears throat> and I imagine it was frustrating for my managers and stuff as well because they they didn't have the information right wide to be able to say you know like this is why or they weren't able to find out because you know again on the ship we only have the information that's given to us uh, from like news and stuff so it's it was frustrating in that aspect that you know we we didn't have a clear answer but to the fault of no one sure yeah uh, that was such a weird time i mean it was Definitely. all brand new, and nobody knew anything. Nobody had, the, you know, all the information. Even people on land, you know. Yeah, especially with borders closing and stuff, mm. it was a question because I know the Canada-USA border has been been closed to non-essential travel for quite some time now. But you know, they did. They got me home. Uh, <clears throat> everything was super safe. We we maintained social distancing, like on the buses and. When we got to the airports and stuff, it was it was really really well taken care of, and um, I, I have nothing but praise for whoever is responsible for it and whoever had to nice. go through. I'm sure the grueling grueling sure, hours yeah. figuring it out because uh, the day that I left, some people didn't get to go home because yeah. their countries have completely closed it off to seafarers and stuff. Mm. Um, and I, I saw a lot of that online as well, um, you know, with other cruise lines as well, uh, like Princess Norwegian and stuff. Um, that the repatriation effort has been difficult, but I have nothing but faith in Disney. And I knew Disney, like they take care of us so well from my experience. And, um, so it was the least I could do was, was stay and help out if that's what they needed and they couldn't get me home. Then so be it. I more than happy to be on the ship. It's yeah, right. a second home to me in the first place. So. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, everybody, everybody, even the people who are just getting off now, um, just from the limited, you know, access to those people that I have via social media have, you know, have just ha had nothing but praise for Disney Cruise Line, which I'm not surprised about one bit, um, no. because I know how well Disney, uh, takes care of its, um, you know, its, its cast members and, and guests, obviously. So, um, that's cool. That's, you know, that's some cool insight though. So thanks, uh, thanks for sharing that. Of course. So, uh, you're ready to go back whenever they'll have you, right? I'm ready. My, <laughs> I haven't even completely 
<laughs> got your bags packed <laughs> because I my backpack that has like all of my essential like paperwork yeah. and stuff in yeah. it is there. It's ready because I don't want to have to look for it when sure. I'm told oh, I'm that's going funny. Yeah. I want to be told you're getting on a plane in three hours. Go and then I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. Like nice. I'm ready to go back. Right. That's awesome. I, I, I'm. Are you are you assuming you'll probably have to do some sort of retraining again? Uh, I I assume so. I think that would be a wise decision. Sure. I think, uh, and I I would even like I would like to do it. Yeah. Because right. Just to refresh when, yourself. Once the guests got off board, we did all sorts of training and kind of brainstorming of yeah what it's going to look like when we go back. Um, obviously, I, I don't yeah. have any idea of that quite yet. Um, but I, I'm sure that we'll go through some sort of training. I and you know if, uh, whenever it happens, if not even beforehand, like I'm still in contact with everyone that I worked with on board, so we kind of bounce ideas off of each other all the time, anyways. And then once a policy comes out, we'll be told, and we'll we'll have the information certainly before we start interacting with guests yeah. again. Gotcha. <clears throat> Is that is that the case? Like, if it were just if it were normal times and you just go, you know, between contracts, you don't have to retrain in between the normal contract. I would think, right? Um, or, so, or, or, or maybe just to a much lesser extent. When when we come back uh, and you have roles like you're on desk checking people in and out, you'll have time to kind of refresh gotcha. through all of that because um, not working with a program for six weeks, you it, things can get lost yeah, or sure. you know, just like a small small detail or something. Um, so you do have time and you have, uh, uh, some, your first day back, you kind of go through safety trainings and stuff as well to make sure that you're up to date with all of your certifications and, um, that you know your responsibilities and your, like your drill duties and stuff. So that first day that you kind of reembark the ship, you go through anything that could have changed or any updates and stuff. And then you, I, I get the opportunity to meet with my managers and, you know, kind of reconnect and see if anything's changed in the spaces and stuff. So, yeah. you know, they make sure to cover all of the bases, which yeah, is really that cool. makes sense. Cool. Well, that is all I had for tonight. I really, really appreciate you coming on the show. It was really fun. I, I thought that was awesome. I, I had a lot of fun. So I, I hope you did too. Um, Absolutely. And uh, I really hope that you get back onto a ship very soon. Uh, Thank you. Especially because if you're back on, that means I could get back you're on. Gone. So, <laughs> so I think I think everybody's ready uh, for Disney Cruise Line to resume sailing again. So I, you know, I hope it happens uh, sooner than later for you, so that you can get back on board. And I also really hope that uh that i can see you on uh, a disney uh, disney cruise uh, sometime in the near future too so absolutely i'm sure we'll run into each other uh, on one of the ships definitely. if not on the street somewhere so. <laughs> exactly <laughs> sounds like you're uh you're pretty prone to run into people you know so yeah, it just it just might happen so well thanks riley I, I really appreciate it this was a lot of fun of course me as well all right i'll talk to you later for sure as a reminder, you can connect with the show by following along on Twitter at the DCL Dude or by liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash DCL Dude Podcast. Please feel free to ask a question, leave a comment, drop a note, or share the podcast with your followers. I'd also be very grateful if you could rate the podcast on iTunes and leave a review. Of course, if there's anything I can do to improve your listening experience, 
please let me know. Thanks so much for listening. Mm-hmm.